Welcome to another episode of The Glow Show. My name is Pastor Sarah Stadler. I've served Grace Lutheran Church in downtown Phoenix for the past 11 years. During fall 2021, we are exploring the theme Theological ABCs, lifting up the words of our faith. Today, we lift up F, again, this time to explore free will. Free will is one of those concepts within Christianity that is also interesting to those outside of Christianity. Free will gets a lot of airtime from philosophers and scientists wondering about our capacity to choose or not choose and when that is, when we're able to choose, when we're not able to choose, why we're able to choose, why we're not able to choose, under what circumstances we're able to choose, free will is about our ability to choose or not. The things that we do, the things that we say in our lives. There are some questions that have been raised for me as I've thought about free will over the years. One question is, how much control do we really have? over ourselves and how much control do we have to exert over others, over earth? How much control do we have? A second question is, how much are we shaped by our families, by our culture, by our world? How much are we shaped by these external forces such that we don't even know what we don't know? We are fish swimming in water, and we have no idea what the water is. That's sometimes what how culture is described, is like what water is for a fish, that the fish doesn't even realize that they're in water. Now, we don't know the insides of the minds of fish, but we imagine this might be similar to how we are swimming through culture, and our culture so shapes how we think that we might feel like we have free will, Um, that we are freely choosing some things, but how much does our culture give us even eyes to see and ears to hear what the possibilities are for us? And then what effect do the things that we take into our body have on us? So things like medications, food, alcohol, other substances, how does that change our ability to exercise free will? And then there are things that happen from within our body, illnesses, both what we normally think of as mental illnesses or physical illnesses. How do these illnesses change our ability to exercise free will? And it's not even illnesses, but things like stress or surprising, unexpected, and traumatic experiences. How do those shape our capacity to freely choose when we experience grief Are we able to freely choose what we say and do? So there's a lot of push and pull in the concept of free will that I think sometimes we minimize. So Martin Luther was the reformer of the church back in 16th century Germany. He was a Roman Catholic monk, and he saw a lot of things going on in the Roman Catholic Church of that day, which is now very different. He saw a lot of things going on in the church of that day that he was concerned about, that he said were not in line with God's will. And so he brought about reform and formed the Lutheran Church. Martin Luther, then, is very important to us. And as Lutherans, I'm a Lutheran pastor, 
part of a Lutheran congregation. And he writes in the Augsburg Confession about free will. And so I want to just share a portion of what he says. Concerning free will, it is taught that a human being has some measure of free will so as to live an externally honorable life and to choose among the things reason comprehends. However, without the grace, help, and operation of the Holy Spirit, a human being cannot become pleasing to God, fear or believe in God with the whole heart, or expel innate evil lusts from the heart. Instead, this happens through the Holy Spirit, who is given through the word of God. Luther raises up another question. When we are able to do things that in our world we consider good, things that are of God's desire, how, do, how are we able to do that? Do we do that on our own strength and by our own power? Well, Luther clearly would say, no, we are not able to do those things to freely choose, exercise our will in order to do what God desires. God is helping us. God is empowering us. God is giving us grace to do those very things. So this might not be a question that is asked by um, people who do not embrace faith, but um, for us as Christians, it is certainly a question you know, how are we able to do any of this? Do we really exercise free will so much as are aided by the Holy Spirit in doing what God desires in the world? A similar question is raised by Luther. How much freedom do we have from choosing sin? And ultimately where Luther comes down is we cannot choose to not sin. Or in other words, we will choose to sin. We are bound to sin and cannot free ourselves. That's from scripture. It's also in the Lutheran Book of Worship, the Green Hymnal, Confession Liturgy. We are bound to sin and cannot free ourselves. Luther says, we're going to sin. We can't be perfect. We're not. Our will is not so free that we can choose always to do what is good and right we will sin. And so that is a boundary on our freedom, a boundary on our free will. If you ask Luther today, you know, 400 years after he died, do we have free will? He'd say, no, no, we don't have free will because we are bound to sin and cannot free ourselves. Now, of course, he'd also say, Jesus frees us, but in the external works, he talks about this in the Augsburg Confession of, you know, going to a job and getting married and what are some of his other examples? Oh, he's quoting Augustine here. Um, to visit a friend or not, to build a home, to marry, to engage in a trade, to do whatever may be useful and good. In those external works, Luther would say, we, we do exercise some control, some will, but we're not always going to choose the thing that is right and good. We are going to sin sometimes. And thus, our will is not free. We are bound to sin and cannot free ourselves. This is the guidance that we have about free will from the Lutheran theological tradition, that we are bound to sin, we cannot free ourselves, that our, that our will is limited by the sinfulness of creation. And since we're part of creation, we are bound by sin. We are also empowered by God. 
by the Holy Spirit at work in us and at work in the world to do what God desires, to do things that are loving and just and peaceful and gracious and kind and joyous. (laughs) There's lots that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do, but that's also a bit of a limitation on our freedom too, because it's not entirely about us choosing it. The Holy Spirit nudges us in that direction. Now, is God a puppeteer? Well, I don't think that Luther would say yes to that. I think he'd say absolutely not. God is not a puppeteer. God is not moving our mouths and creating words in them. And God is not forcing our limbs to choose any particular action. And God is not controlling our minds. We have some degree of free will. God is not controlling all of those things because honestly, just on a practical level, if God were controlling all that we said and did and thought, I'm pretty sure the world would be different than it is. So God clearly has not chosen that path. We have a degree of free will, but how much we do, that's another question. And these are simply questions that come from our perspective as people of faith because the questions of free will don't just have to do with God, but with whole um, cultures and families that are like cultures, <laughs> individual familial cultures that shape us and further restrict our will or empower us in thinking and exerting our will in the world. These are very complicated questions, and I feel sort of awed by my attempt to even break it down a little bit. But we know that we do have some degree of free will. In the small catechism, Martin Luther writes a little bit about the Ten Commandments. He lists the commandments, and then he gives explanations for what each commandment means. And Implicit in the law and implicit in Luther's reflection upon the law is a belief that we have, to some extent, free will to either fulfill the law or not. Otherwise, there'd be no reason to have law. There is an implicit understanding that we have, to some degree, free will or else the law would be unnecessary for human flourishing. I think that's about all I can say at this point about free will. If you'd like to have a conversation with me about free will, I would so welcome that, even though we're going to have to schedule an hour or two to even scratch the surface. But I invite that reflection. Next week, join us for our very last theological ABC. We will lift up G for... You'll have to wait for it. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Jesus gave his mandate, share the good news that he came to save us and set us free. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort and joy help us to be faithful standing steadfast walking in your precepts led by your word 
Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort and joy.